the New York media has gotten soft, including you, Paul. Well, I don't need any kind of crap from you. Take a lap defense. Take a lap special teams. Who cares? No. Like, it doesn't matter. It sure does. It doesn't. Paul, do you know what drip is? Do we have to explain? No, I'm going to let you wear the clown makeup. Removing oh. goalposts. How stupid is that? No drunkenness. The answer to the question, fine. We move on. Shoot your shot. Yeah. Shoot him, shoot. The no. kicker. You hear how he says the kicker. Like he's a subset from the team. Do I send you journalism lessons on Twitter? We got a lot of angry people on this podcast. Yeah. Ooh, welcome back to Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Hope everybody's enjoying their off season. We are back with a special NFL draft preview show as we take you through who the Giants might take at number five and number seven. We also have a special guest joining us in the second half of the program. He is a friend of the program. It's Giant Safety Xavier McKinney. The X-Man joins us again. But first, let's welcome in our host of Blue Rush. Cue the bagpipes. It's the Scotsman two-time Super Bowl champion kicker, Lawrence Tynes. And his co-host, Giants beat writer for the New York Post, Paul Schwartz. Lawrence, I know you've been locked into football, spring football. Hide your chicken salad. Hide your pizza. You're getting cut over food here. You're watching a lot of the USFL, right? I am a football junkie, so I will watch people play in the parking lot. So I've actually enjoyed the USFL. I, you know, it's the quality of play is, is not great right now, but I think it will get better. I love seeing young guys get opportunities, and I think the NFL does need something like this because obviously since NFL Europe went away, people have been trying and trying and trying to to find the league for for people to go play but it's it's pretty good it's not it's not great but it is what it is i think it's serving its purpose and you'll see some of these guys sign a contract get into camp and uh make a roster i don't know how many but we'll see all right, all right. We're, we're spending way too much time on this jake get it back on the rails order, here, order in the court order in the court we have the nfl draft there's nothing that generates more interest from my point of view, than the NFL draft. Everyone is a draft expert. Everyone has a mock draft. It's why I'm not on Twitter right now. I can't stand it. it, it I like that every time I do a mock draft or that I, which which I think I was very against these seven-round mock drafts. A couple of years ago, they said, you got to do one. I did it. It's fun. It's fine. As long as you take it for what it is. This is a attempt to kind of figure it out. But it's amazing. Every time I throw it out there, I get all this backlash from fans saying, fill in the blank. There's no way he'll be there. There's like 17 guys who they tell me will not be there in the top seven picks. That can't happen. You know, he can't be there. He can't be there. He can't be there. Well, somebody has to be there. That's that's the way it works. We've hit 34.0 right now. Like, I'm so mocked out at this point. Like, just tell me who the Giants are picking at five and seven. And it's in Las Vegas this year. Paul, are you going to be in Vegas or will you be covering it from the Giants facility? All right. I think we've discussed this already. Um, I've been doing the Giants since 1994. I have never been to a draft because that is irrelevant where the draft is. I cover the Giants selections in the draft. So the coaching staff is at the Giants facility. The front office, the GM is at the Giants facility. The scouts are at the Giants facility. The draft director is at the Giants facility. So everything I need is there. Every once in a while, we always get the player on a conference call. If When the draft was in New York, they would bust the guy, you know, you know, limo the guy over sometimes. We would get him live, depending on when it was. But um, no, the draft, 
is an event. You know what I mean? And some of the national guys, if they want to cover, okay, who's going one, who's going two, who's going three. Even when Saquon Barkley was two, the people I need are at the Giants facility. That's why I am there. So when they say, oh, next year it's in Vegas, we're going to have it in LA, we're going to have it in Detroit. Might as well be on the you know far side of the moon as far as I'm concerned. As long as I get to go to the Giants and talk to my Giants guys. That's well, next year, next year the draft is in Kansas City, Missouri, friends. So I'm putting this disclaimer out there. Dear Giants, I would like to announce the second round pick. I'm here. No travel expenses. I'm going to do way better than Pat McAfee did because he absolutely laid it down that one year when he announced the pick. So I will come up with something very creative to announce our second round pick, provided we have one. Why second round pick? They're not. They'll give you like the six round pick, not the. No, round easy, pick. easy, easy. I've got some street cred up there in New York. Paul. You do, but they don't give they second don't give round guys. pick. No, nothing no, less. No. Nothing what they, less. What, what did they say? Six. Are you still doing it, or will you feel feel offended? No way. No way. No. <laughs> no. Nope. Second or better. I need. I need to be on prime time. I, I'm not. I, I don't want to be on a lazy Sunday afternoon where no one's watching. You are a day I need three. To be, day three, you are day three. I'm a, that that this is, is disappointing. How it, far it, I have fallen? No, it, I, nobody. None of the. Big I'm things. a day three announcer. Pat McAfee's a second round announcer. Come on, what is? He uh, doing? Have you seen Pat McAfee's podcast numbers compared to our podcast numbers? Just, Listen, we're just beginning. On. We've uh, only just begun. Well, let's hear. Let's audition. Give us. Give us the. Um, let's say it's second round. Uh, okay, so it's. Let's see. It, it, it's the second round. It's the 36th pick. Let's hear it. Go ahead. Well, I don't know who the hell's available. Well, well just we we'll fill, fill in the blank after that. We'll Let's use that opportunity beginning. to say the Giants have traded Saquon Park. Yes. <laughs> no kidding. We have a trade. Do, 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 do. I love how everyone thinks I absolutely hate Saquon Barkley. I don't. I just think he needs a kick in the ass. I love the guy. I just Somebody needs to come up and give him some tough love. Like You are this immensely talented player. And we need to see it. No more injuries. No more BS. No more I'm hurt. Here you go. This is your opportunity this year to show us like you did in your first year. Like that, I thought you said they're trading him. You said they're going to well, trade him. Well, I still think there's an opportunity. He may be here, but he may not. I'm just saying if he is on this team, he has to absolutely go out there and ball. Well, let me tell you something. If the Giants draft a running back on day two in the second or third round, that's a good indication. But I don't think that will happen. Now, the, the one thing is – uh, Joe Shane, when he was in Buffalo, you know, with Brandon Bean, twice they drafted running backs in the second round, in the third round. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. The Buffalo way was to draft a running back in the in the third round and 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 share the job and you know have a good offensive line and a great quarterback, and then you're, away we go. All right. So with the fifth pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, we'll start with you, Lawrence. Who do you think the Giants take? I think you got to go with offensive line. I like Evan Neal if he's available. One of those tackles, I think all three are good. I think you really have to button up that offensive line. So I would take Evan Neal or Cross or is it Equanu? Is that am I saying that right? Equanu, Equanu, Icky, Equanu, yeah, Icky. So Icky. So one of those three, I'd be very happy with at five. The defensive ends, I've heard too much this and that about them, so I would go offensive line. All right, Paul, with the fifth pick of the 2022 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select. Well, I would like to know who's on the board first, of course. But um, look, I think it will be shocking if they don't take a right tackle at five or seven. I think they take him at five. I don't think they want to wait till seven. Now, look, it's a bad year for the Giants and the fact that there's probably not going to be a quarterback going one through four. There's some chatter a little bit about the Lions at number two. 
maybe going for Willis from Liberty. There's a, you know, there's a little bit of that. I don't think it'll happen. That would be a incredible reach, I would think. But you know how quarterbacks are, Lawrence. People go crazy, and all of a sudden, the guys that nobody likes, all of a sudden, they say, "Oh, you know, someone, someone is going to look at Kenny Pickett and say, I see a lot of Patrick Mahomes in him." That's what happens this time of year, you know. Or, or I'm just saying this. I'm, I'm not saying I do. Quarterbacks are draft overdrafted every year. Every year, every year. So, so. At number five, here's what I think. I think that Hutchinson will be gone. I think I would think one of the tackles will be gone. I'll think Neil will be gone. You know, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure at this point if the Giants like Neil or Iquanu better. I know for a fact they really like Charles Cross of Mississippi State. Okay, if you ask right now, who is the best pure pass protector right now in this draft? who can play right tackle, I think it would be Charles Cross. Look where he came from, Mississippi State. Air raid type of offense. All they did was throw the ball. He can pass protect. Can he run block? I don't know. He does it, did it very little. Have you seen the videos of him doing box jumps? I mean, he's like 45-inch box jumps. I mean, this guy is an elite. If you can get him, holy smokes. And he's a great run blocker. Now, he is, I think, the, the knock, the knock, there's no, you know, the knock is, Look, he's played right tackle. He's played left tackle. He's played some guard. He kind of doesn't maybe bring it every play, every moment. And sometimes Alabama, you get a little overdrafted. And and he has had not a weight problem. He's been up as high as like 350 in college. But I'll tell you, I looked at him and said, that guy is 337. Holy cow, which is great. Iquanu blew us away at the combine. He was so delightful. He could be a talk show host. Really smart. Could have gone to the Ivy League. Uh, was in uh, you know musicals in high school. Very very high achieving family. Everybody in his family. I think his father's a doctor. Everybody in his family does really good things. He is a delight. I'm not saying you can't go wrong with any of these three. They're different. I don't want any choir boys on the offensive line. I want dogs. I don't want student council presidents. I want dogs. Iquano is the is the biggest, nastiest beast on the field of the three. They're young, too. Him and Cross are the two youngest, too. They're both sophomores. I, I'm going to take Iquano, okay? I'm going to take Iquano with that pick. Um, you know what? He can probably be a great guard. Little, little smaller than you'd want for right tackle. I'm going to go with Iquano. I could certainly see them taking Cross. Don't forget, two years ago, what they do? Now, this is a different regime. They took... Andrew Thomas, and everyone says, oh, my God, they took the fourth best guy. Did not get the pub of the other three. He was pretty good. All right, so Lawrence is taking Evan Neal. If he's not available, then Equanu. Paul is taking Equanu. And now, because I didn't know about the show tunes and he was in musicals, I am all in on Equanu as a big fan of musicals myself. We will have him on the show, and maybe he'll sing us the Mamma Mia soundtrack. So now we will draft Icky Equanu. Hearts, who are you taking? I do one of those two intrigue you, or are you going cross? What are you doing? Listen, Paul hit right on it. I personally want Charles Cross. I think everything I read up on him, and mind you, this is just all different posturing and whatnot. The fact that I keep seeing that there's a possibility that he's the best player in the whole draft and that he has that kind of talent, he's ready to start, and that what he does at the position, it's easy for him. I feel like that's someone that can pair really, really well with Andrew Thomas. The Giants need something that's an automatic with a number five overall pick. Keep it simple. Don't overthink it. Very much like Andrew Thomas, yes, there are a few options you can go with and and you're probably not going to strike out. But in my mind, Charles Cross just seems to be the most automatic thing you can have at that number five pick. You know, you know the one thing is you maybe you know, they, they, you can't get too cute, but maybe the way it's falling, if only one of those tackles goes in the top four, 
maybe the Giants can get cross at seven. You know what I mean? You want to maximize these picks. I, you know, so maybe you say, you know what, you know, maybe the best edge rusher in the draft is sitting there at five or the second best one, I would think. Hutchinson, I think, will go before that. You say, you know what, we can kind of massage this, especially if you think the Panthers are going quarterback. You know, you know, there's always intrigue and it's always interesting. I could see the Giants trading back from seven. You know, you need someone to come up. Do the Falcons want to come up from eight? Did, uh, they said, oh, you know, we need our next Matt Ryan. Do the Seahawks? You know, the Saints at 16, did they say to the Giants at seven? You know, we got to get the next Drew Brees. We got to get a quarterback. We love fill in the blank. We think, you know, come up to seven. I think the Giants would go back to 16. I don't think they'd want to go much further than that. Now you get a second round. Now you get an extra first round pick in 2023. And if Daniel Jones is not the answer, you probably did not have a good year. You probably got a top 10 pick. Now you've got the Saints pick at, uh, at you know, or, or another first round pick. Now you've got the draft capital. Do Almost whatever you want. So, you know, you don't have to do it, but the smartest guys do it. This is stay put Shane, not Trader Dave anymore. So we'll see if he uh, if he does trade down from seven. All right, so you're getting one of three offensive linemen. We all agree on that. Let's go to seven, Lawrence, with the seventh pick in the NFL draft, the Giants select. <clears throat> not a kicker. Not a kicker. No, no kickers. No, no kickers no kicker. available. We've no. got long, the Scots. Long snapper. Got. Who's the best long snapper in a draft, Lawrence? I, I haven't studied it, but – at, se- at seven, I'm going with Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. I think he, he obviously, you read a lot about what he's capable of. He's a big, long, rangy guy. To pair him with X-Man, I, I think this is a passing league. You know, we have Aziz. I think he's going to make a big jump this year. I don't think you have to, you know, go out and get one of these top pass rushers. There's a lot of question marks. Aziz is going to really take that next step this year. I really believe that. So I'm going Kyle Hamilton, shore up that secondary with X-Men. I think great pick. Those guys can play together for a decade if they can afford them down the road, but I like him. And Jabril Pepper's gone. All right. So Paul with the seventh pick, who are you taking? I don't love that pick, Lawrence. Um, now tell me, is Sauce Gardner on the board when you took Kyle no, Hamilton? No, I think he's gone. Okay. I think he, he's gone early. I think he may go too. When's the last time a cornerback went two? I just, that's, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty darn high. What about Stingley? Yeah. Has, is he gone, do you think, at seven? Probably not. Yeah, I don't I don't think we – I think you go safety. I don't know. We haven't been able to cover a tight end in years. Well, here's 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 what I think. Um, I do think it'll be offense-defense or defense-offense. You know, I, I mean, I don't think they're going to load up on two offensive tackle, two offensive linemen in the first seven picks. Um, I don't think they go two defensive players. You know, I mean, conceivably, you could go edge rusher and like Sauce Gardner, but and it's too high to take Linderbaum, right? He's a center. No, way too high. He's going to go somewhere in the teens. um, Which, if we could trade out of there, then maybe he's available. But then you run the risk of. I mean, he's a great. He's the best center in in this draft. So right, but he's barely three hundred pounds, and he's a center, right? You don't need to go that high for a center. Um, Just like I don't think you need to go that high for a safety. Okay, but but you know, Kyle, you know, you're right. There's the hybrid look now where. You know, he can, he can certainly be a slot corner, I would think, at, at times. So, you know, he's not just this guy who's going to be standing 30, you know, 30 yards down the field, you know, in the back end of your defense. I think Sauce Gardner is a definite possibility at seven if he's, you know, definite. I mean, the guy is really long. He has not given up a touchdown. I think he's the right blend of, of cocky arrogant and head on straight. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, you don't want a milk toast cornerback, right? You know, Lawrence, the cornerbacks that you played with, I think Corey Webster was kind of low key, but cornerbacks got to be a little different, right? The good ones, they got to be a little different. You got to get a little jackrabbit out there. You need a little jackrabbit. Now he's, 
a little, little. not not as much. But yeah, cornerbacks they're they're different cats. The great ones are different. And I think Sauce is a little different, but in a good way. Stingley has too bad of an injury history. You know, I just don't like him that high. You know, the guys played ten games in the last two years. You know, it's it's not enough. You know, hurt guys get hurt. Now, and Lord he, knows we don't need anyone with an injury history. Right. So, yeah, I mean, the big questions, I think, are if Kayvon Thibodeau is there at five or seven, what do the Giants do? Because he is going to be great or he's going to be good or he's going to be not good. I heard at the Combine that the Giants were concerned about him, his personality, that He's got a little LeBron James in him, and not that LeBron James is a bad guy, but that he thinks he's LeBron James. You know, he's a brand. They're worried about is he more of a brand than he wants to be a great football player. And they had him in on last Friday for a visit. That is a great way to get to learn about a guy. Great way if you do your homework and you're a student asking the right questions and observing. You can learn a lot about a guy. But there's so much misinformation out there, Paul, for these kids, and I hate that. And I'm saying a lot of these kids are a brand. That's just the reality of college football players. They're all they're all a brand. So so I don't I don't that doesn't scare me. I I think Thibodeau actually might be the best player in the draft. I, I know there's been a lot of misinformation about him, but I love the way he answered some of the questions that you've seen in some of these interviews he did. But I would love for the Giants to take him at seven. If he, if he's there, I don't think he will be. Well, he could be there at five, and then you can get maybe Thibodeau and Cross. You know, you, you could. Those guys typically don't fail in the NFL. I'm not saying that they, they have He was the number one player at this time last year. At this time last year, he was the number his one His pedigree guy. is, since his junior year, sophomore year, he has been rated the number one player. That You just don't forget that. And obviously, these scouts know this, too. Like, this kid is a ball player. So – We'll see where he ends up. I, I would not mind if Thibodeau was a New York Giant. Would not mind it at all. I, I think it's a gamble that you you should take, yes, with him. I think you should take and, – and, you know, and, and then you have Trayvon Walker, who's the opposite. He's not an extreme pass rusher. He ran the fastest 40 ever at the Combine for a man over 270 pounds. He is a freak. But is he a defensive end in a 3-4? You know, you do have to remember, you have to plug him into your system. If we're looking at this from a Giants lens, he does fit Wink Martindale's system. If I I don't know Wink Martindale, but I'm thinking the kid from Georgia probably fits his player type more than Thibodeau. Does that make sense? Just because he's from Georgia, he he played in the SEC. He But Thibodeau would be an outside linebacker. Thib- Thibodeau would be standing up in a 3-4. You know, my question is, if you draft – uh, Trayvon Walker, right? He is a defensive end. He is on the ed- end of the line, right? You have Leonard Williams as a defensive end. That means Dexter Lawrence is, is like the nose guard, you know, the nose tackle, and that's not what he is. So I, I don't know. You know, I need more information on that, which I don't have right now. You know, maybe Wink Martindale would sit me down and say, dude, you got it all wrong. Bang, bang, bang. It's perfect. Or he may say, don't love it. I don't know. But Trayvon Walker is the kind of guy I've seen a mock draft where he's a number one pick. And the guy's not a great pass rusher, right? I think he had nine and a half sacks in three years at Georgia. So there's no perfect player out there. We got to assume least. both those guys are gone. So it seems like your first choice, if available, Paul, would be Sauce Gardner, correct? I want an edge rusher. But yeah, if if, the, if those edge rusher, if, if Walker and, and Thibodeau were gone, it's Sauce Gardner. You have one of the offensive linemen, Sauce Gardner. Look, because we have to get into this. Sauce Gardner. I love it when you say sauce. 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 He fits New York perfectly. I mean, sauce. 
I mean, he, the guy's a, a walking deal. Well, you know, Sauce Gardner will have a table at Rayo's with Ronnie Barnes, the uh, the Italian spot. And, and and one more thing on this is, is, you know, Wink Martindale does like man corners, and and, and Sauce fits that. They're going to blitz the hell out of these offenses, and so. You know, if you think about it from that angle, he does make somewhere something in the secondary. You've got to have guys that can play man. But the thing is, is James Bradbury there or not? If James Bradbury there, they they've extended a Dory Jackson. Okay, they have Aaron Robinson. You know, coming off a a you know nondescript rookie year, but I think they like him. So with James Bradbury, you don't have to take a cornerback this high. I don't think any of us think James Bradbury is going to play another game for the Giants. Yeah, well, what is that? Because why haven't they traded him, and is it going to end up he's going to get cut, Paul? What's going on? Because because teams know, right? They don't have to act right now. They know he's going to be in shape. They know they can acquire him depending on how the draft shakes out. So if they don't get their guy, someone will say, you know, that plays like a cover two defense. James Bradbury's not a man. Like, he he's pretty good, but, man, he can – obviously he gets beat a lot on deep routes because he's not – He's not a four four guy, four five. I don't know what he runs, but he's a good corner. I just, I just think if teams don't get their guy early, you could see a trade for Bradbury, maybe like day two or three. You, you know what? You might see it. You might see it draft day. You know what I mean? You, you, you might see it. All of a sudden, a guy, you know, somebody wants Sauce Gardner. Bang, bang! They don't get him. Okay, we need a cornerback. Call the Giants. You know, and 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 at that point, the Giants get more from Jake. The reason is, look, they don't want to cut him. He's too good a player to cut. You know, and if you cut him, you got to cut him at the start of free agency, and you can use that twelve million dollars to sign guys. They didn't do that; they signed who they signed, but they need twelve and a half million dollars to sign these draft picks if they draft in the, all the slots that they are right now. Five, seven, thirty-six. I like him. They're just, they're just, they just don't want to marry him yet. That's just basically what it is. Well, I, like I, I, I think they like him. He's on the last year of his contract. They're a much better team with him than without him. But they didn't give him this contract. The previous regime gave him this contract. So they got to deal with this contract. And so uh, I don't see how they can keep him salary cap wise. Nobody gave them a good offer, Jake, you know, or, or much of an offer at all. So, look, we're not. They said, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to hold on to him, hold on to him, hold on to him. And, and they hope they can get something either in this year's draft or next year's draft for them because he's just too good of a player just to release. He really is. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with Sauce. I think they take Sauce. He also didn't give up more than 13 yards in a game last year, which is just a ridiculous stat for a cornerback. A little that bit is- different talent level in the NFL, though. Of course, but he his numbers and he was playing in Cincinnati, not in the SEC. But he's a good player. Yes, yeah, he's a good, very player. good player. And Sauce in New York, you can put the billboard up now. The sponsorships will be endless. Hearts, who are you taking at seven? Yeah, Sauce is is the pick if he's there. Honestly, and I think the fact that if James Bradbury does move, you at least know you have someone to slide right in, can start immediately. You know he's an impact player off the bat. I don't think Thibodeau is going to be there. Unfortunately, I think he goes earlier in the draft. Personally, I have him going to the Jets. I think that's the kind of personality that that fits with that team. It's not really the personality that I think works with the New York Giants. But with that all said, though. If Sauce isn't there and the Giants do want to make a splashy move, I think what Paul said earlier is exactly what I'm thinking. You see a team like the New Orleans Saints try to move up. You go after Malik so they can get their quarterback. Giants start picking drafts, picks for next year, especially if Daniel Jones doesn't work out. You can at that point start to package together something big and get yourself a nice quarterback for next year, especially. I'm, I'm a big fan of new regimes, new GM, new head coach. They want their own quarterback. I don't think DJ is the guy, but we're not going to go into that now. But I can see this all setting up for Giants 
stacking picks for the big quarterback next year if they don't take number seven. Yeah, well, Thibodeau and the Jets paired next to Lawson on the other side could be pretty dangerous if that ends up happening. They have a coach who likes defense, right? They have a head coach who had a really bad defense and wants to have a good defense. So it make it makes sense. They could pick two defensive guys at the four and ten. I could see, or, or maybe a receiver, maybe a receiver. Attempt. Yeah, Drake yeah. London. All right, guys, coming up next on Blue Rush, we are joined by friend of the program, Giants safety, Xavier McKinney. With the 36th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Xavier McKinney, defensive back, Alabama. Oh, deep. Oh, he's got Xavier intercepted at the 50. It's picked off for a second time by McKinney. Throws it up for grabs, and it's picked. Intercepted by McKinney. To the near side. Oh, it's picked off. He is gone. Kiss McKinney. Goodbye. Pick six for the Giants. That montage you just heard was courtesy of Fox NFL, CBS Sports, with Joe Buck and Kevin Harlan on the call. And now, time for our special guest. All right, joining us now on Blue Rush is now a friend of the program, making his second appearance on the pod. He joined us back in November. He enters his third season with the Giants after being a second-round pick in 2020 by Big Blue out of Alabama, where he was a national champ and first-team All-SECs. Coming off a big year where he played all 17 games, five interceptions, a pick six, 93 combined tackles. Let's welcome back the safety number 29, X-Man, Xavier McKinney. Xavier, welcome back. Jake Brown, Lawrence Tynes, Paul Schwartz. How you been? How's your offseason going? I know you just got to lift it. Yeah, man, I appreciate y'all for having me. It's been a good offseason. Just glad to be back in the building. Obviously, we got a lot of new faces, uh, a lot of new people in the building, but it's been uh, been really good to see. Uh, the energy level has been high, and um, it's been fun so far. Xavier, you said it's good to be back in the building. Um for your career, pretty much, you haven't been in that building a whole lot, right? I mean, did you guys work out in the uh, field house today? Yeah, we uh, we actually, so we, we worked out a lot last year, like in actually in the facility, in the building. I would say the the newest thing um, is just seeing everybody in the building. Last year, or the first two years that I've been here in the league, um, you know, the COVID stuff was happening. So everybody wasn't in the building. You didn't really get to see you know, all the people that was a part of the part of the staff, just whoever that was in the building, you didn't really get to see them a lot. But now you see everybody, everybody's here. So it's been good to see. And this has been good interacting with everybody and just, you know, creating that, you know, line of communication with people and, and just relationships around the building. And the field house wasn't really open for you guys either, was it before this? No, nah, no, nah, it wasn't. Yeah, everything was kind of, you know, a lot of stuff was limited. Um, it was certain stuff we couldn't do during certain parts of the day. And it was, you know, certain places that we couldn't be. So, um, but now it's, you know, it's back normal and, and we finally getting to kind of enjoy it. And I, I'm finally getting to enjoy, you know, just being in the league and then, you know, having stuff, you know, be back to normal. Xavier's an old man now, year three. Hey, listen, I know you don't like to live in the past or go back, but one thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way was how was Xavier McKinney not a pro bowler or a first or second team all pro and, I know you're competitive. We've had you on before. What did that do for you coming into this season or did it? I mean, it, it did a lot. Um, obviously, I was, I, you know, I was pissed about it. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I knew that me doing, doing what I did, we still only won four games. So, you know, for me, you know, I just want to win at the end of the day. I, I've always came from winning, winning culture. Uh, I've always won. Um, obviously, these, for, these first two years for me have been a lot different. Um, so really, you know, kind of like how I relate today, 
uh, just in the, in the DB room. Uh, whatever, you know, I have to do to be able to win games and, and you know, make our team uh, be a better team, um, you know, as a whole and, and, you know, make our defense have a and be a better defense. Um, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. So it is what it is. Uh, but obviously, I'm still striving for, you know, for that Pro Bowl, for that, you know, uh, all pro status. So. Um, just got to keep working and, and, you know, get it day by day. Well, there's been a lot of changes, Xavier, and obviously head coach being one of them with Dayball. What do you think of Daves? We love the nickname Daves. And do you expect to be running less laps uh, with Daves as head coach? Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. He's He's been great, man. Just, uh, you know, the communication has been fantastic. You know, him, you know, asking us, you know, is, you know, what's too much? What's too little? What What more do we need to do? Uh, what more, you know, what do we need to cut down on? So uh, just him being, you know, transparent with us and, and just having that line of communication always open. And it really is open. It's not one of those things where, you know, he'll tell you. And then if you try to talk to him, he kind of ignores it. Now, like you can actually go and, and, you know, have conversations with him, tell him what you don't like, what you like, you know, what we should do more. And, you know, had that with him thus far. And, and it's been great for all of us. Um, he actually called me this weekend. I, I went down to Florida uh, for a little trip and, you know, he was smoking a cigar and, you know, we just had just had conversations. He just asked me how the week was going and, you know, I told him good. So just stuff like that has been, you know, has been great. Um, it's just been refreshing to, you know, to know that, you know, he's really for the players and, you know, he wants to see us, you know, be successful and actually, uh, you know, help us in whatever way we need. Yeah, he's he's a big FaceTime guy. I know that. Uh, right. He likes FaceTime people. He likes yeah. seeing you, too. Right. He doesn't want to just listen to you. He wants to yeah. see you, right? Yeah, he yeah. wants to see. Yeah, he wants to see you. So he he'll call like you know the, some of the leaders on the team and and you know just have a, just check in really not even you know he just saying what's up and, and you know you just having a conversation. Now you're talking about leaders of the team, right? And uh, uh, I know some of us talked to you a couple of weeks ago. Logan Ryan is not here anymore. He was an accomplished, you know, a definite leader on the team. He was a team captain. He is not here anymore. Is it a goal of yours to be a team captain in year three? It's crazy. So, you know, I actually I was talking to Saquon a couple of weeks ago um, and he asked me about it. But like I said, for me, if that's what comes with it, like I said, I'm trying to win, man. Like to be completely honest, like, you know, that's great. If, if I'm a captain, obviously that'd be a, you know, a great accomplishment for me. But my main goal has always been winning. It always will be that. So if that's what comes with it, obviously I'm going to do my job and, and, you know, be a leader that I need to be, um, you know, def- on the defensive side and, and in my DB room. You know, I'm just trying to whatever is going to help us, you know, succeed and be able to, you know, execute and play well and win games. And I'm all for it. If that comes with it, if, if you know, being the team captain comes with it, then that's what comes with it. But that's not like a goal of mine that I'm pushing towards. Uh, my goal is to to win these games so, you know, we can all be, all be successful. So tell me a little bit, what's the, what's the energy like, right? I, I, I didn't ever play through a coaching change, so I don't know what it feels like, but a lot of guys I've talked to have said, you know, it just rejuvenates you, right? You guys got, got some new coaches and new, some new players in there and they bring a different perspective. What's the, what's the energy like right now? You guys have been in this thing for what, a couple of weeks and you got a mini camp coming up. So yeah, not that, not the energy, the energy level is crazy high right now. You know, seeing all, like I said, seeing all the new faces and then having new, you know, installments, you know, defensively, offensively, it's just refreshing. Um, and, and, you know, we, we, you know, obviously defensively, we love kind of what we're, you know, working towards and work, working to what we're we are going to be as a defense, as a unit. So it's been fun so far. We only been in here for like two weeks. Uh, this is the third week now, but it feel like we've been in here for a little minute um, just because, like I said, everybody is 
you know, just the communication part of it. You know, everybody is it's, it's not so uptight how it was before. You know, you can you can be yourself. Um, you can be, you know, be you. Um, but, you know, when we, we come in here, we always come in here to work. But it's just fun just being able to everybody just being who they are. And, and you know, we all just having fun with it. This is your first year, Xavier, kind of without all the covid protocols and everything. Do you plan to take on the city? I mean, you haven't really got to go to Broadway shows, go to you go Mets games, Yankees games. Are you going to take on New York now? Man, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that as much as I can, man. You know, I, I love the city. It's a great, great place. Um, and obviously, I mean, y'all have probably seen I'm really in the fashion and art. So, uh, you know, I love being down there. We were actually just uh, me, Tay and Darnay. We were actually just at the um, Nets game. Uh, They're playing game when they played the um, when they play the Cavs. That was in Brooklyn. But um, but yeah, we, we we're always in the city now. Uh, we going out shopping and, and eating and just, you know, having fun. So I'm glad uh, all the, you know, all the uh, protocols and all the different, you know, uh, limitations are, are, you know, pretty much over with. So we can just kind of, you know, uh, and get to enjoy the city as much as we can. Xavier, uh, one guy we have to mention is Wink Martindale, right? You got a new guy running your defense. It's going to look different. Now, last year you played in all 17 games. Great, right? 93 tackles. Excellent. Five interceptions, one pick six. Great. You had one tackle for loss and no quarterback hits, I believe. Do you think those two numbers will change with what Wink Martindale wants his safeties to do? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think so. Obviously, I'm, I'm super excited for it. I haven't got the blitz these first two years. Um, and that's been really frustrating. But I think I think those those numbers will definitely change. Um, I think, you know, being in this defense and, and the way he likes to, to run it, um, I think, uh, you know, everybody will see a side that they haven't seen yet or at least the, the, the old me back in college. Um, so I'm really excited to, you know, be able to go out there and get ready to, you know, just do different things and, and be able to show all of my skill set and all what I can do. But like I said, you know, them first two years was they was tough because I was always in the middle of the field. So um, I know the, when I first came in, it was like they were saying I couldn't do it. Um, and then, you know, I went back there and that's all I did. And, and, you know, I showed that I can do it. So, you know, now that I can be able to show every, you know, part of my game is elite. Uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be really fun and, and I'm excited for it. Xavier, give me give me a player that was kind of under the radar last year or that did not play a whole lot that you think is going to come out and ball this year? Yeah, I would probably say, um, I'll say A-Rob. You know, obviously he was coming off injury last year Mm -hmm. and and still getting back into the group. But I played with A-Rob my freshman year in college at Bama, um, and then he transferred over to uh, UCF. But, you know, he missed a lot of last year, and he was kind of just getting back into the group. But, you know, I think now that, you know, he's healthy and and he's ready to go, I think he's going to be a big key to, you know, what we do defensively. Um, I think he's going to make a lot of plays um, and I think he's going to be really helpful, you know, to us in this defense. So um, I would, I would say him. Xavier, you know, there's been so much talk about James Bradbury, right. Who's not around. Right. And uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation. He's not going to be on the team, big salary cap number. You know, that's the business side of it. Um, You played with him. You know what he can bring to the field. Will you go to Brian Dable or Wink Martindale or Joe Shane and say, man, we need this guy in our defense. Figure something out here. Right. You know what I mean? You know, is, is that part of uh, part of what being maybe a new leader is going to be all about? For me, like, I don't think I, I don't think I've <laughs> touched that that status yet. Um, you know, so like that's really not any of my decision, honestly. You know, what I'm saying I love JB. We all love JB, JB and we want him here. 
actually we we have conversations all the time. We we in a little group message together, but um, you know, and you know, I've talked to him and and you know, relayed to him that hey, bro, we we want you here. So, uh, but like I said, that's out of my control, and that's out of you know a lot of our our control as players. But we definitely we definitely want him. See, uh, we love him, love Xavier. Him. You're already a captain. That is a captain answer. That is a captain answer. It's the right answer. Don't let Paul trick you into some nonsense because you would have been on the front page of the New York Post. Man, I already, I'm already doing it. Hey, veteran leader. He's a veteran captain. Put yeah, C on man. his jersey. So let me, let it. So, so give me some in, inside information on these. No, nah, don't do it, Zach. Oh, there you <laughs> go. These, do these it. text messages back and forth. Oh, what do we got? Oh, we got man. X. We we got something good there, huh? He's still nah, media. He's still media. He's still hey, media. Nah, that, that, that's that's my guy, man. Um, you know, we, you know, everything is in the conversations aren't always about football. We we're actually just talking. We were just texting today about just having a little get together at some point. You know, like I said, all the conversations are about football. We've created a, a relationship with each other um, that's that goes beyond much beyond football. So, you know, like I said, you know, we love him as a person. We love him as a player, too. But obviously that stuff is not in our control. But, you know, on the opposite side, on the flip side of it, you know, when we're not talking about football, um, just, a, you know, the relationship part of it, you know, we're, we're tight and, you know, he knows that, you know, and I know that uh, for him. So, you know, whatever happens, happens. Xavier, we're here previewing the draft and what the Giants will do at five and seven and the rest of the draft. Can you take us back to your draft day experience? So, you know, you fell to the second round. Some people thought you'd be a first round pick. You went to 36 and the Giants fans are happy that happened, obviously. But can you take us back to your draft day experience? It was long, man. It was um like obviously I thought I was gonna be in the first round. I thought I was gonna go to the Cowboys. That was the you know that that was like the big the biggest thing. Um, but things didn't turn out how they were were supposed to originally. But you know I ended up you know being here and I and I loved it. You know I was I was happy that you know that the Giants picked me. I had only talked to them one time, so it was kind of crazy because I didn't even know like. I would have thought they would, would be the last team to pick me because I hadn't talked to them to them really at all. But one time, the you know throughout the whole draft process, so and I was happy. Um, my family was happy, um, and I was ready to get to work. Obviously, I know I know how much you know this organization means to the city and just in general in the NFL. This is a you know huge organization, and I and I knew that coming in. So uh, it was fun. It was it was stressful though. I'm not gonna lie, the draft is definitely mm-hmm. stressful, but. Um, I'm glad I ended up here and I, and I hope that, you know, I can continue to play here for the rest of my career. Well, Xavier Giants fans are happy to have you here. Did you end up listening to Silk Sonic, by the way? I taught you about Silk, Silk Sonic. Did you, yeah, did you yeah, listen you to the me. album? No, I did, I did not oh listen to God. Silk Sonic. Unbelievable. Come on. My job here is done. Unbelievable. Well, Silk go Sonic. listen to it later today. Smoke a Cubano with uh, Dave's on, on FaceTime and listen to a little <laughs> Silk Sonic. Xavier McKinney, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at McKinney15 underscores. And enjoy the rest of the offseason, the OTAs, all the programs and we'll talk to you again next season. Thanks, Xavier. Yes, sir. Thanks. Appreciate y'all. Started Sorry, at the top and now talk we're Talk about it. A- All righty, Lawrence. You want to close? I haven't done this voice in a while. <laughs> you want to close out this week's edition of Blue Rush? 
I do, Jake. Thanks for the introduction. This is Cheerio to episode 103. Man, that's a lot of episodes. Of the Blue Rush podcast, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Andrew Hartz for producing the show. I think someone said they were offended by this voice, but it's really just a voice of a Disney character, Gru or something. I don't even know what it is. Lawrence, you finally went on a vacation. Where did you spend your spring break? I went down to Florida. It was uh, The weather was not nice. And to hell with people and all their thoughts. Everything's not nice anymore. Can't Blue Rush a wee five-star rating and writes in a nice review on Apple Podcasts. You can also now give us a wee five-star rating or big five-star rating on Spotify. I love Spotify. For Polly Schwartz, Jake Brown, and Andrew Hartz, I'm the Scotsman Lawrence Tynes. We will return after the NFL draft. Stay safe, folks, and thanks for tuning in to Blue Rush. And he likes Kool-Aid and honey buns.